Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Respected listeners of Sirius FM and Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, we welcome you to our Bliss of Marriage. The date today is the 13th of Jumad al Akhirah, 1445. Corresponding to their Gregorian calendar, the 27th of December 2023. Our listeners can send in their messages, their questions to the number 084-786-3132, 084-786-3132. Foreign country will put in the code plus 27 Let's welcome Hazrat Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain Sab Dhamad Barakatu. Mufti Sab, Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatu. Wa Alaikum Assalam wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatu. Barakallahu Fikum, Mawlana Zaid Khan. Jazakallahu Khairan. Mufti Sab, the 82nd day of this genocide, please inform us what's happening. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala Rasulihil Kareem. Amma ba'd. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Okay, I have opened here the Haaretz newspaper, day number 82. Three Israeli soldiers killed in Gaza say Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Three Israeli soldiers killed in Gaza, six Palestinians killed in West Bank. So for that we must say, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. Israel Deputy AG Attorney General, National Security Ministry illegally gave out gun permits. You see, they're giving out gun permits illegally. <laughs> Iran's, Iran's Revolutionary Guard, October 7 attack in southern Israel was a response to assassination of Qasim Soleimani. That's obviously Irani propaganda. Rocket sirens around Israel, uh, rocket sirens sound in Israeli community near Lebanon border for the second time in 15 minutes. So we find that there, the north, they're busy with Hezbollah, Hezbollah, Shaitan, and yeah, in the south, they are busy, remember, with the Gaza people, our Mujahideen. IDF officers, two soldiers killed in Gaza fighting. That's all I'm reading from here. Israel's focus on Hamas, but killing of Iranian commander risk escalation. So now you will see more and more of these problems for them. 
And thereafter, we got... Uh, let me go down and see. No, an Israeli real estate company is not selling beachfront homes in Gaza. So meaning that is not happening. Sinwar told me, one day I'll be in power and you'll be the one interrogated. Meaning that Hamas will be in power and they will interrogate the Israelis and the Jutlas and remember that. Tunnels of cash and cryptocurrency, Hamas finances explained. Everything they're trying to find out how Hamas is running. So tunnels of cash and cryptocurrency, Hamas finances explained. So they don't know what is happening and so forth. When predatory sparrow strikes, Israel-Iran shadow war awakens. So again, the saber rattling is going on. I told you this one yesterday, I think, or this morning I said it. Israel said 150,000 Hazans must flee south. Then the south was hit by bombs. They tell you to do that and then they fight. Far-right minister ben tells Israel President Chief he won't extend her contract. <laughs> See how they're fighting among themselves. Far-right minister ben tells Israel President Chief he won't extend her contract. So I can see the tension that is there among themselves. You must remember that. That Ba'asuhum Bainahum Shadid. The Quran Sharif taught us that among themselves they have a big, big war and so forth. Israel blames Hezbollah for striking Orthodox Church. Now Israel will say that. Israel is a terrorist state. So states Cuba. So you must remember that. So these are all important things. Iran's desert gold supply is running dry. So you must remember, that's what they wrote there. Israel to ramp up military spending, Bloomberg. Israel strips UN staff of visa privileges. Israel strips UN staff of visa privileges. How much is going on here, see? War in Gaza to drag on for many more months, IDF, remember. Yemen's Houthis claim responsibility for latest attack on Red Sea ship. So remember that the Houthis are doing a good job there. They kufar, but they're helping the Palestinians. So they attacked one ship there, and the ship here, identifying it as a MSC, United, that is eight, and route to Karachi, Pakistan, from King Abdullah port in Saudi Arabia. So he chose that it was going from King Abdullah port in Saudi Arabia, going towards Karachi, and they attacked it and so forth. Because all these countries are supporting America and Israel directly, indirectly. Okay, and then rot in hell, Biden, Trump's greetings to him, Christmas greeting. He gave him a Christmas present. He told him, you rot in hell. So that is their politics and so forth. Hamas must be destroyed, Netanyahu. I think he sees that in his dream also. But the more he says that, you must remember, the more his soldiers are fracking. If you don't know what the meaning of fracking in Afrikaans, it means to die as dogs. So we say, Alhamdulillah, that is also happening. So that are the main items of news that we can give you now on from the newspapers. Mufti Sahib, the first question we have here is Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Mufti Sahib, my brother and his wife come to our house unannounced and it is always it always causes myself and my husband to fight about it. Any nasiha regarding it? 
بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد all praise due to Almighty Allah the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe peace, blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Therefore, our mother Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha radiallahu ta'ala states that every person and more so the female, they should learn Surah Nur. Allimu nisa'akum Surah An-Nur. Chapter 24, Surah Nur and comprising 64 verses. And if you go to chapter 24 and verse 27, Chapter 24, verse 27. O you who believe, do not enter people's houses. They're not your own house, somebody else's house. Till you take permission and you make salam on them, the inmates, the people staying there, whether they're the owners or renting it. So that is mentioned in Surah 24, verse 27. For you to make it a habit, they just come unannounced. You say, no, it's my brother's house and so forth. It's un-Islamic, unethical, and not permissible. Once you start making it a habit, you must remember that. So you, the wife, you, the the sister-in-law of those people there, you have all the right to be upset and so forth. It doesn't mean, now I got my brother, right, living in Heidelberg or living in Johannesburg or in Newcastle or Durban, I can just rock up there every weekend or every month and so forth and I don't inform them and then sometime it will be meal time and so forth and so on. So it's wrong that it's unethical and un-Islamic obviously. Yes, once in a while is an emergency or something happened, then it's different. But according to the question, it seems that this is a set pattern. So they are in the wrong and you, the wife of the brother, the person who's staying there, you are in the right, you have the right to object. And for your husband to get upset because it's his brother, remember he doesn't understand the Sharia. That is called asabiya. What your brother, what your husband is doing is asabiya, partisanship. What is partisanship? They asked Nabi alayhi salatu salam, O inni uhibbu qawmi, I love my people. I say I love Indians, I love South Africans, I love Palestinians. So, for example, I love these people. Is something wrong in that? Qala Allah. Nabi alayhi salam said no. Then what is asabiya ya Rasulullah, partisanship? He said, Antu inahum ala zulmin. You know they're wrong, and yet you side with them. So you must remember, you know Israel is wrong. You know America is wrong. They are the super terrorists. But yet Saudi Arabia, yet United Arab Emirates, yet these countries who normalize ties with Israel, like Bahrain and all this, Morocco, Jordan and Egypt, they'll side with Israel. So they will say a little bit about this, but deep down they side with Israel. So you must remember that. So that is called asabiya partisanship. So you are siding with your brother, although deep down you know your brother and them are wrong. So that has no place in Islam. That is in Mishkat Sharif. You can check it up. And in Abu Dawood, if you go and study the ahadith regarding asabiya, the amount of partisanship a person has in the inner recesses of his heart, 
that amount of iman is expunged and removed from the inner recesses of that person's heart. Such a major crime it is. So therefore, brother, you must make mashura with your wife and have a joint strategy and then tell your brother they are not welcome there unexpectedly and if and when they come, that nowadays everybody got phone and is free of charge when you make WhatsApp call and so forth, they must call you and if you give permission, then only they must come. They can't just pitch up and rock up there when they feel like. Muftisab, will it be permissible for a woman to ask her husband to clean the masjid as a mahar, like the hoors of Jannah? So remember, it's not permissible. So first of all, if you say the masjid in the house, meaning the musalla, so that's fine. So remember, because that is not in the ruling of a masjid, your prayer room, your namaz room, your salat room, and so forth. So I know in our house also we have a prayer room and namaz room there in Heidelberg and so forth. When we just built the house, my mother and them insisted we must have, and they made a proper huzukana and so forth, you know. So, so if a lady in menses or nifas goes in there, so it's no problem with that inside the house. But if you mean that she must clean, you must remember the masjid, you understood, that she says, okay, that the mahar is thus, that I must, you must pay me, that give me permission, that I must go clean the masjid and so forth. That is what the question is. Yeah, so the mahar is something the husband must give, not the wife must do, and all that, something that is not permissible. So for the woman to come in the masjid, first of all, many times she'll be in menses, many times she could be in nifas, many times she could be in napak, you understand? So husband-wife relationship and so forth. So it's absolutely haram, that is not permissible, that. So remember that people must rather give cash or rather give jewelry or clothing or something like that, so that will be the best and remember according to the Hanafi jurors and scholars currently the minimum amount of mahar is 500 rand and according to the Malikis and scholars and so forth they say it's 175 rand just to round it off say plus minus 200 rand the Shafi'is and Hanbali say there's no minimum mahar whatever the two parties agree upon so that will be you must remember the mahar and so forth provided that the whatever they agree on is something that's permissible you can't say wine or swine or something that's haram obviously so that will be null and void Muftisab, my husband attended his company's Christmas party and even took a gift for, the, for his director is our nikah still valid? So if he went there and he says he knows it's haram and so forth and he's showing remorse and regret and so forth, so then he has committed a major, major sin and so forth, but we will not say he's out of the fall of Islam and your nikah is broken. But if he says, no, I'm going for the Christmas party, I'm celebrating Christmas, and it's justified and permissible, and so forth and so on, and he's very happy and proud about it and so forth, then he's out of the fall of Islam, and the nikah also is broken. So you will know what is, remember, it's a real situation, that is he showing remorse, he did he consider it a sin, so he must make tawbah, give out charity, ask Allah for forgiveness, 
business. And if he's saying, no, what's an accommodated? It's 100% permissible, 100% acceptable, and so forth and so on. So then 100% is out of the fall of Islam, and you must remember your nikah will then be broken. Why? Because Quran Karim teaches us Surah 5, verse 51, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu la tattakhidul yahuda wal nasara awliya O you who believe, a iman walo, 89 different places in the Quran, Allah has used this phrase, that do not take the Jews and the Christians to be your friends and protectors. Ba'aduhum awliya'u ba'ad. They are the friends of one another, the protectors of one another. You can see the Jews, Christians, how they have united against the Palestinians, against our brothers, sisters, children, massacring, murdering them, committing genocide, war crimes, ethnic cleansing crimes against humanity in Gaza al Mubaraka. So we must be clear on this issue. They are one party. Now the Quran's warning. Whoever befriends them, you love their celebrations, their festivals, their traditions, you become part and parcel of them. So you see, your husband will fall in that category if he justifies it and say it's acceptable and so forth. Next one, Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, hadith in Abu Dawood, Mustad Ahmad, is sahih, authentic hadith. Man tashabbaha biqawmin fawaminhum. Whoever imitates a people, then he will be part and parcel of them. So we should be clear on that issue as well. Thereafter, another hadith, Mustafa Rasulullah said, hadith authentic also, in Musnad Abi Awana, Man kassara sawada qawmin fawaminhum, who goes to a place and he knows that place is full of vices and sin and a toxic society, but you still go there, you increase their numbers in that vices, fawaminhum, you become part and parcel of them. Sayyidina Umar, so we gave you Quran Sharif, we gave you Sunnah Mubarakah, we give you the fatawa and verdict of Sayyidina Umar, Umar Farooq, Amirul Mu'mineen, radiallahu anhu arda. He said, Ijtanibu a'ada Allahi fi idihim, that stay far, far away from the enemies of all, Mithya Allah Azza wa Jalla, during their festivals, during their celebrations. The fatwa is mentioned in Bayhaqi. So all this is ijma and consensus. And if you want further, and if you know Arabic, Sheikh Islam Ibn Taymiyyah, Rahimahullah, wrote the whole book on this, Iqtida'u Sirat al-Mustaqim, Limukhalafati Ashab al-Jahim, that we must remain on the straight path, and we must oppose the people who are of Jahannam, the inmates and companions of Jahannam. So excellent masterpiece, innahu ajada wa afada fi had al-mawdu. He was Sheikh al-Islam after all, so he wrote a wonderful book that is to show that Muslims cannot go and compromise on their faith and become part and parcel of this. So this interfaith business nowadays, even today I sent out an article that people who indulge in that, they draw and mudril. So they are themselves astray and they lead others also astray and sometimes they leave the fall of Islam also, Allah forbid. So therefore, you must be very clear on this issue yeah so all the explanation i gave you just now 
Mufti Saab, a person says, I'm really getting frustrated because my mother-in-law keeps tra- tracking our movements. Every conversation she'll ask where we went and like this. And this ends up with a deep conflict between my husband and I. Please advise us. Obviously that you as the daughter, you must explain to your mother that now you are married and your husband has much more say over you compared to parents. In Islam, Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam delivered the wonderful, memorable Walhajjatul Wida Khutbah, the farewell sermon there during Hajj. And during that sermon, what did he say, the master, Mustafa Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Inna Allah qad a'ata kulla zi haqqin haqqa. Verily, all Matthew Allah has given everyone who's eligible to rights, Allah has given them their right. So go open Mishkat, go open various compilations, you will find it. Next one, you must remember this, that in Mustadrak Hakim it is mentioned, so this is a hadith. And what did Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say? Inna a'adhaman nasi haqqan ala rajul. When a male gets married, who has the most rights over him? Ummuhu, his mother, biological mother. And when a lady gets married, who has the greatest amount of rights over her? Her husband has the rights. So you, the daughter, you must tell your mother that now you're no more going to entertain her calls and everything every day what you did do this do this report back to here to her or it's totally unacceptable Muftisab, just a correction mother-in-law so you must remember so mother-in-law also if she does that is totally wrong so you must remember that so whether it's mother or mother-in-law if it's mother then you the daughter must tell your mother and if it is mother-in-law then you the son must tell your mother that now she must back off you must remember that that she is married to you she's not married to your mother-in-law and you as the son and as the husband now so you must fulfill the rights of your mother and you must fulfill the rights of your wife also so daytime you fulfill the rights of your mother nighttime you must fulfill the rights of your wife and your children but for your mother your the husband's mother to come and track everything now where you're going what you did what you did totally unacceptable she got no right to poke her nose in the daughter-in-law's business and whatever the daughter-in-law is doing for the mother-in-law is she's just doing you a favor it's not something compulsory upon her so we need to understand the deen of Islam here the mother-in-law is prying in the affairs of the daughter-in-law and her son so who is to blame the son is to blame he must tell his mother what respect that mommy what you are doing is wrong and please don't interfere in our marriage he must just tell her this two three times and the matter will be solved remember that but do it with respect not you go there and start swearing and all that so obviously all that would not be acceptable Mufti Saab, a person says my husband's family are non-believers and his mum and brother live together. So when we get together, when we visit together, it affects the entire family, masjid going talim, Quran Sharif. We are as Muslims. Is there any advice Mufti Saab can advise us to stay strong and, and not be affected? So who are Muslims and who are non-Muslims here? 
she says her husband's family are non-believers. So remember, if your husband's family are non-Muslims, so you must remember, you must cement your ties with your husband. And remember that for you, the husband, you must treat your wife how? They treat your wife with love, respect, and justice, and so forth. So now let's make this a case study. So you... Ahmed, Muhammad, Abdullah, Abdul Qadir, your wife Fatima, Zainab, Aisha, Jamila, whoever. So the two of you, mashallah, no problem. So now you, the brother Ahmed, Muhammad, Zaid, Abdullah, Abdul Qadir, whatever, you must go to your parents often. There's no problem with that. Quran is teaching you that. Surah 33, verse 15. Even if your parents are non Muslim, the Quran Karim says, you the sons, you the daughters who are Muslim, you mingle and associate with them in this worldly life with justice and so forth. But obviously anything haram they tell you or they do or they eat or whatever, then you can't be participating in that. They got their wine or swine or all these type of things, then you can't be participating in that. So the lesson I'm giving you, husband, that don't impose upon your wife that she must come every time to your parents and so forth. You can go once a week, twice a week, if they're nearby, it's no problem. It's a little bit far, once a month. And your wife, you take her once in six months, once a year, it's fine, so you must remember that. But you don't impose upon her that she must go there so much and so forth. It's not her parents, it's your parents. And the children also can get impacted negatively by the non-Muslim environment and so forth. So you, as the son, you must keep contact and go there but your family you must remember my advice you shouldn't sever ties with them and tell them no you could tell the ties and when they everybody meets now so you are there your wife is there your parents are there and your other brothers or sisters are there as non-muslims so your wife meets with your sisters so there's no problem with that but the problem will come when you a Muslim, your wife is Muslima, and now you're meeting your family, but your brothers are there, so remember then the laws of hijab and parda are compulsory, even though they are non-Muslims. So these are all safeguard measures you have to take, and my final message will be, don't impose upon your wife that every time you go there to your parents, then you want, she must come with you. That's not right for you to do. You go, but don't impose upon her. Mufisab, a female says my husband is, gets angry and he throws a tantrum for every small thing. His mother doesn't correct him. So you must remember now this is again. You see, when you'll ask questions, then it's not simple yes and no, halal, haram, all that. In Islam, we have to go and solve the problem. So when you want to solve the problem, how are you going to go and solve the problem? You go to the roots. You see that? Now, you, sister, you're saying that your husband, small, small things, and he blows his gasket, and he gets very upset, and so forth, and so on. And So easy, you must show him when he's in a good mood, and you're alone with him, not in front of the children. Show him the Quran Sharif, Surah 4, verse 19, 19, 
and treat your wives with love and with justice and with equity and respect and so forth. Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu hadith Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha reports mentioned in Tirmidhi in Sahih Hadith Khayrukum Khayrukum Khiyarukum Khiyarukum anyway you can say different words come so the best of you are the best of you to your wives and your children Khayrukum Khayrukum li ahlikum wa ana khayrukum li ahli and I am the best to my wives and my children so you need to explain all that to your husband as well when he's in a good mood. And read, Ya Wadudu, Ya Wadudu, Rabbana Hablana Min Azwajina Wadhurriyatina Qurta A'yun and so forth. However, you, sister, now I'm addressing you, the wife, ask yourself one simple question. Jade Gal Avi. I'm speaking Mammon there now. Jade Gal Avi. When the proposal came, what were you looking at? Be honest about it. 80%, 90% of our women and their families, they hardly bother about the aqidah, the belief system, whether the person belongs to the Ahlu Sunnah or whether he belongs to the Shia or Qadianis or Agakhanis. And 10-20% only maybe will worry about the piety, the character, the salat and all that. He comes with a smart car and remember they will say they're earning so much and you make some investigation about their financial status and he's a little bit handsome also. You say, ah, this is the right one. So when we turned everything upside down, Mustafa Habibuna Rahmatulil Alameen Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Tunkahul Mar'a Li Arba'in. Normally, a person will get married to a lady for four reasons. Limaliha, yet she is rich, the lady is rich. Wali Jamaliha, offer her beauty. Wali Hasabiha, what strata she belongs to in society? Do they belong to the elite class, the high class, the middle class, the low class? And what does society think about them? Then, that regarding her belief structure, regarding her piety, her dedication, devotion to Islam, how punctual is she with the salat, how is her character, her manners, and all this type of thing. So that is, you must remember, so what must both parties do? First, you will be successful if you looked at deen and made that your priority number one. But if we didn't do that as our priority, so remember then taribat yadak. Taribat yadak literally means take your hand and rub it in the sand. Meaning go, you're disgracing yourself. Open Mishkat Mustad Ahmad is a famous hadith. So the point here is when you accepted a proposal, when your family accepted it, so what was the criteria? I can tell you now, 70, 80%, 90%, they will just look at the wealth. And so the women's family normally look at the financial status. And the husband and husband's family, they will look at the Jamal, the beauty of the girl, and say, ah, he bought dori, dori, I. This one is very white. Ah, 
and sometimes they're even wearing fake contact lenses and all that, you know. So she got brown, she got brown eyes, but she wearing green contacts and all that. So then you get deceived. You say, ah, this is right. <laughs> then afterwards you check her properly. Say, hey, what happened to the green eyes? Say, no, my brown eyes. So all that deception also is haram. Man minna. Who deceives us is not of us. Is Sahih hadith, authentic hadith, in Muslim Sharif. So both parties need to. Anyway, speak to your husband, make dua, and you can't go now and fight and all that. So now make the best of a bad situation, and that can be changed by advices and more dua, more istighfar, and inshallah, turning more and more to Allah Ta'ala. End of the day, everybody's hearts is in the hands and the control of all Allah. Inshallah, we'll go for the break and meet our listeners after that. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio, serving you wherever you are. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio, serving you wherever you are. Respected listeners of Sirius FM and Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah al Jamaa, we return back to this program. We return to this program and you can send in your requests, your questions to the number 084 786 3132 foreign country plus 2784786 3132. Mufti the question here is in today's age, how do we wash Naji's clothing after relations? Is soap once with, with soap once fine? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. After husband or wife have, you know, conjugal relationship, then gusal is compulsory, obviously, on both parties. That's a mandatory compulsory bath. Quran Karim speaks about it. in kuntum junuban And then regarding your clothing or underwear or whatever is, you have to wash it. So wash it thrice. You must remember with water, with soap and so forth. So you don't have any doubt regarding the najasat and impurity. Or if you're using washing machine and so forth. So you'll, you ladies know better than all of us regarding the soap powder or whatever you'll use and so forth. So you must remember that and you put, it must be in water so then it will be fine, it will be clean, it runs and it goes round and round and so forth. So that will be parked and clean, no problem with that. Mufti Sahib, myself and wife don't want children because there is too much of fitna. Did not Khidr Islam kill a child to protect the parents from kufr? So, so we also must remember to have the type of kias and analogy Islamically is totally wrong. Al-Imam Shafi'i, rahimahullah, who was born in Gaza in the year 150, you must remember that he said this usul, this golden rule, ma min amin illa wa qad khussa anhu al-ba'ath. That, remember that the general rule is this, that we must have general, children and so forth. Nowadays, if you use Khizr salam, so that is an exception to the rule. And he himself said, وَمَا فَأَلْتُ amri." I didn't do this on my own accord. Allah Ta'ala told me to do this and so forth. So what nobody told, gave you wahi and revelation, if you're getting all these thoughts,
הזאת שסום שייטן ואינה שייטרינה ליוחונה אלא אוליהם ליוג'אדי לוקום the shaitan is putting all this type of waswasa and whisperings in your head in your mind and so forth so you and your wife both are guilty of wrong understanding and misconception and so forth in Islam tanakahu takatharu get married and have big big families tazawwajul waludal wadud when you get married get married to a lady who can give birth she must be loving to you and she must be giving birth also now how you will know whether she can give birth or not and so forth and have children you see her siblings her brothers her sisters her family so if they get married you know she got three brothers three sisters and now nobody got children so we won't say it's not permissible that you mustn't marry her we'll say it's permissible but it's not something meritorious or something desirable and so so when you know that she got three brothers three sisters all of them got children or majority got children so it's good so that is what Islam is saying. Open Mishkar Sharif, Mustad Ahmad. You will find all this type of hadith. So for you and your wife to say, no, we'll get married, but we won't have children. So how children can be a fitna? The children can be rahma also. So you must remember, take Gaza. I told you this morning, and I sent it out on all yesterday. You must remember all the groups on Telegram, on Twitter. This handwritten, you know. So they said, the elders told the people in Gaza, everybody should be linked to the noble Quran and so forth. So what you found? Every household had a Hafiz, eight years old, nine years old, and younger, they were Hafiz already. And you see that it became known as Madinatul Quran, that the city of the Quran, Madinatul Hufas, the city, so many Hufas, thousands of them, and Madinatul Shuhada, and today it has become the city of the martyrs and so forth. And therefore, this is miracle, the amount of bombs and all that going on there, people cannot survive, but the Barakah of Quran, they are surviving there and so forth. And these Jutlas, Haramis, super terrorists, Allah Ta'ala is punishing them. This is in their own newspaper, Times of Israel or whatever. So you will see that when the Jutla falls down, the land and sand of Gaza touches him. Then they're developing a fungus and so forth. And they're calling all their best doctors, specialists. Nobody can help. One already died and fractal. Alhamdulillah, the spread to Jahannam. The last time I saw, ten others were infected and so forth. So it shows, you must remember, so we must practice on the deen of Islam, not come practice on our own worms and fancies. So Sayyidina Umar, Amirul Mu'mineen, used to say, stay away from people who got self-opinion. They are the enemies of Islam. So today people want to give their own opinions, preference over the Quran Sharif, over the Sunnah Mubarakah. So that is unacceptable. So what you are suggesting, totally unacceptable, not permissible. Mufti Sahib, what is more important, the door of my son or my daily adhkar, and how can I make time for both? So you must just readjust your timetable. You must remember this. So if you are reading one supara and your son wants to read one supara, so mashallah, then you just say that uh, you will read half juice and you will listen to his one by one juice and so forth and so on. So you must now make some sacrifice. So your son, now he's still young. 
Al-ilmu fi sigar kanakshi al-hajar. So when you are young, the knowledge you imbibe and acquire is like the mark and the stain on the stone and on the rock and so forth. So you must adjust your timetable so that you help your son in now perfecting and memorizing the Quran Sharif perfectly, inshallah. Mufti Sahib, what are the advices for a successful marriage? Remember the previous question Mustafa sallallahu alayhi sallam said Hadith in Bukhari Sharif Khairukum man ta'allama al-Quran wa allama The best of you are those who learn the Quran and you teach it to others so you're not depriving yourself from any reward you're either learning the Quran or either you are teaching the Quran so you're still the best of people remember that so you shouldn't feel guilty or anything in that regard there and that in Bukhari Sharif and in Muslim Sharif Subhanallah what a beautiful hadith that the people who get attached to the Quran I just told you of Gaza now and what about the people who detach themselves from Quran so Nabi Muhammad Habibuna Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said authentic hadith in Muslim Sharif inna Allah yarfa'u bihi aqwama verily Allah will elevate people when they attach themselves with the Quran and when we detach ourselves Allah forbid wa yada'u bihi akhareen then Allah will debase them and relegate them and disgrace them it means we can see today what is happening and so forth what are the recipes when we speak to ladies then we say recipe when we speak to the man we say prescription for happy marriage so anything you want to be happy happy not happy christmas and happy new year of the kuffar the whole christmas is one big lie and propaganda and fabrication wallahi alazim i have quran here by me remember that jesus nabi isa alayhis birth mubarak milad mubarak honorable birth auspicious birth never took place 25th december 25th december in palestine is midwinter he was born in summer so the quran tells us the bible tells us that open the Quran Sharif chapter 19 verses 23, 24, 25, 26 to the fresh fresh dates the ripe ripe dates will fall down for you so that happens in summer not winter if you open the Bible go look L-O-O-K in Luke L-U-K-E, chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, and you will find that the shepherds were taking their flock of sheep for grazing. So when you will take your animals for grazing, in summer or winter, you take them winter, the animals will die, the sheep will die. So common sense is no more common, you know. So therefore, they hoodwinking you and lying to you. Similarly, your new year, your new year is 1st of March. So therefore, October 8, November 9, December 10. So how you can say December is the 12th month when DES, D-E-C, means 10. And then November North means 9. October Oct means 8. And November, September Sept means 7. So it shows it's not corresponding. So therefore, the whole calendar is also one big fat lie.
So everything of Islam is pure and the best. Inna iddata shuhuri inda Allah na ashara shahran fi kitabillah. Yawma khalaqas samawati wal ard. The day Almighty Allah created the universe and creation, that day Allah already sanctioned and Allah Ta'ala prescribed that there will be 12 lunar months. So our calendar is from time immemorial. Understand that? So everything of Islam is superior and better, remember. So now you want to know for a successful marriage, so you have to go to the asas. You have to go to the foundation. So if you want, now I am performing your nikah. I am performing sulim. Now, when will I get married? 2023, 2024, 2025, Allah, Allah. He's ready today also. So, anybody ready? Then we perform the nikah. So, I am performing the nikah. So, now what we'll say? That you, the lady who's prepared to marry our Suleiman Mota. So, what happens is this. Both of you must adopt the quality of taqwa. So, when before we really solemnize and perform the nikah ceremony, the marriage. So then we read certain verses from the Quran. Ya That you, husband, wife, you must have the quality of taqwa. Ya You must have taqwa and you must speak the truth. And Ya Ladina Mutakullah Hakka Tukati Wala Tamutunna illa unto Muslimun. You should have taqwa and you die when pass away with the taqwa and iman and Islam. So that is the main vital ingredients for both parties. Then if you want to add further, you go to Allama Kastalani's work, Mawahibullah Dunia, you will find the linguist par excellence, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu statement is mentioned there, Al-Khawfu min al-Jaleel. What is taqwa? You have fear of Allah, fear based on love and respect for Allah, not fear you have for a lion, tiger and snake. That is a natural fear, a natural response. This fear is adopted, is accumulated, it is brought about, and you work on it and improve on it. So al-Jalil, so you have fear for Almighty Allah based on love and respect for Allah. So you acquire this taqwa and that in khalwa and jalwa in privacy and public. Well, amalu bitanzil, and you practice on Quran Sharif and Sunnah Mubarakah. Not our gam mentality and our village mentality and our rasam and rivaj and our traditions and customs when they encroach the Sharia. If they don't encroach, it's fine. And then third one, wal qanaatu bil qalil, the madness today. Muslim, non-Muslim, ninety percent, eighty percent. Wa innahu lihubbil khairi lashadid. Madly in love with the wealth. This one more and more and more. So look at each phrase. Al khufu min al jalil, wal amalu bil tanzil, wal qanaatu bil qalil. Well, istiadadu liyawmir rahil and prepare in this world for the day of departure, for our final journey, and so forth. So that is the true definition of taqwa and piety. 
Thereafter, your wedding night. So then you read two rakat salat, husband in front, wife at the back. And thereafter, husband gives your wife a gift, the hadith of salat in Musannaf ibn Abi Shayba. Husband give a gift, the hadith in Musnana Ahmad. Then you sprinkle the water, husband to the wife's forehead, forelocks, the wife sprinkle hadith in Musannaf Abdul Razak. And you read, Allahumma inni as'aluka khairaha wa khaira ma fiha. Today, which Muslim couple is doing this? 80% are worrying which way, which hotel we're going to, which five-star joint we are going to, you see. So how's the view there a little bit? Can we check the ocean or not? So all that is a worry today. So I'm speaking of what happens today, understand this. You know people, what they do, they spend millions and millions on marriage and honeymoon and whatever. So all these funny, crazy things. So now what happens is this, that we're telling you, Adabu Laylati Zifab, the etiquettes of the wedding night, Salat, and then gift, and then number three, sprinkling water. And Ya Allah, what good quality she has, let us share it. Whatever weakness she has, protect her, protect me. She will do the same for you and read the same dua. You just change the pronouns, the zamair, the zamir. And then husband, wife, before you become intimate, not only wedding night, whenever, after five years, ten years also. So then you read, Bismillah, hadith Bukhari Sharif. Allahumma jannibna shaitan. You see, you the brother and you your wife. You'll say you don't want children. See this dua. Allahumma jannibna shaitan. Ya Allah put Satan, shaitan, Lucifer, Iblis far, far away from us. And put the shaitan, Satan, Lucifer far away from the children and the offspring you will bless us with. You see, hadith in Bukhari Sharif. So that is what we should learn. Four things. How many we got? Four, right, Mama? Then fifth one, make salam. Salam is give currency to salam. Tahabaptum, it will bring love. Then number six is what? Tahadaw, tahabu, give gifts to one another. Not only when your wife say, without her asking and expecting, give her something. So then she will know you really appreciate your darling, your poppy, your sweetheart, your honey or whatever you want. When she say, honey, give me money, then you can't be frowning and making istihara and so forth, you see. So that is the, and she must be intelligent. She must buy a handkerchief, pair of socks, miswak, topi. So it's a small thing, but it has a big impact. Husband thinks, look at this darling of mine, that she's buying such. Suddenly the credit card will go to her, <laughs> the debit card will go to her, the gold card will go. Everything suddenly will go. You want to give the beggar one, then also you will ask her. You don't understand? So it's like that, you must remember that. So you must remember, you say, why? Because she's now more responsible than the husband. So sometimes it happens like that. So that is now what number, Molana? Six. Uh, seven. Seven. S- six, you must remember. Five was uh, this thing. Four. Five was that. Salam. Six was gift. Seven, smiling at one another. Smiling is contagious. You smile, she will smile. She smile, I smile, you smile. We all smile for Ismail. You know, we learn all this in school and all that. My father's name was Ismail. Allah grant them all genital firdos, our Amen. beloved parents. So anyway, you must remember that is seven. 
And then number eight, share the same utensils. In Sunan Nasai, you will find about the glass, the water. In Ibdimaja, you will find about the glass, the water, and the food. So you must remember that. Wife leaves something, turn the plate around and eat from there. Husband, wife left some, uh, wife left some water, take it, turn the glass around, and you husband drink. So that is Sunnah and Nabawiyah. So how many now? Eight. And then nine, read the Asma'ullah al-Husna. And every day, and Allah will join the hearts. And read, Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina, the du'as, tilka ashratun kamila. So these are ten points. You practice on it, it will be a wonderful, wonderful. When darmiyan milapo, when husband, wife, not only their bodies meet, their hearts meet, this unity of thought, then it's a long, long honeymoon. Jannat ka ek namuna hai. It's a small, tiny example of Jannat. And if things are roused and ructions every day, then remember, it's a small sample example of Jahannam. Remember that. So therefore, it's so important for us to know all these things. Insha'Allah, Aziz. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio. Empowering the Ummah.